You know, it seems as though it's been, what, years, maybe, at least, since you heard from us. But hi, it's Did That Make Error. We actually still do have a show, believe it or not. It's uh, It's been so long that I think we need to, uh, as we bring in Ed Barnes from uh, sunny San Diego, I think we need to put up one of those Chiron graphics on the screen that says, you know, the last time we did a show, gas was $1.50, and the number one song was, you know, Flashdance or something like that. that. That's probably a fair thing to do for this program. I'm not sure what actually has been happening, Brian. I don't know if there have been more days between uh, our last podcast and today or uh, more albums sold by your boy Robin Thicke in the UK, um, as I think we got word today that he sold a whole 530 copies, was it? Yeah. Good for him, man. That's 530 more than I've sold, and I'm not in the music industry. So congratulations to uh, Robin Thicke and his uh, completely unsuccessful attempt to uh, get back his wife, Paula Patton. <laughs> Blurring the lines between town, ta- um, sorry. Anyway, Man. this is uh... it's been a while, Brian. I mean, God, there, there's been so much that has happened. Yes. Uh, and not just in the world, but in our lives. Um, and I mean, how we're going to catch up on it, uh, you know, in a relatively short time frame uh, for our show. I, I think, I don't know. I mean, this is all still very unplanned for us um you know much like what's going to happen on the next teen mom season i think it's all very unplanned right um we don't really know what what form the show is going to take do we uh no and you know it's funny that you mentioned teen mom i was watching vh1's i love the 2000s Mm. and first of all what a horrendous horrendous show uh i i was not at all pleased with the with the way they did that and you know, maybe it's just because they didn't bring in the comics that you and I like. They brought in the more lowbrow people, the uh, the people that are, you know, a little lower on the totem pole or whatever. But they they just they weren't funny. Uh, a lot of the things that they covered were things that could have been left to maybe a minute segment, and they took a you know seven minute block on them. It's, it it wasn't really as compelling as I'd hoped it would be. But of course, the two um, thousands brought us. Do you have an up. example for me about the type of comic that they brought in? Um, Rachel Quaintant, I... who's been on like every I love the whatever, was on there. Greg Fitzsimmons was on there. Um, oh it's hell, too bad I like him. Well, I mean, yeah, but you've you've seen it was funny because they did a little a little kind of a cut shot where they <laughs> they took him from I love the eighties all the way up to now. And to see him during the I Love the 80s taping when he had hair and, you know, looked a bunch younger and everything and then see him now, it's just, it's kind of funny. Sure. No, that's, I mean, that can be just kind of jarring um, as you see all kinds of different things. You see old video and, I mean, last night we ended up watching some of the best of uh, Triumph, the insult comic dog, and he was covering some award show and Simon Cow was there from when American Idol first started. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know... He looked. Uh, he had bigger hair, and it, it, it's like it, <laughs> his hair has gotten shorter and been replaced by his face getting bigger over the years. That's the best way I could describe it. The the whole the the same like land mass has been covered by his general head region, but he's got less hair and a bigger face. So Does that's, that make sense? Yeah, that's that's the normal phenomenon we've addressed as five head. Yes, that's yeah. Can we go with that. <laughs> that's the best um, way I can come up with anything for him. Yeah. But um, getting old, man, it happens. I mean, uh, you know, all kinds of things keep happening that remind me, like, um, definitely not uh, fresh out of college anymore. I mean, (laughs) since we last talked, uh, I'm a married man now. How crazy is that? Yeah, and, you know, making 
jokes about getting Italian food in Italy and uh, <laughs> whatever else. <laughs> yeah, well, we tried to find some good Italian there while we were in Italy on our honeymoon, and um, <laughs> we did from time to time. Usually uh, somewhere between 8 and 10 at night, we were able to find good Italian food. Well, nothing like carbs at you know 8 to 10 at night. That's, that's always a good way to top off an evening. Yeah, uh, you know, we went to a city called uh, Positano and or a small town, I guess, as it were. And it's a it's a vertical city. It's built into the side of a mountain uh, along the coast of the Mediterranean. And it's kind of amazing. And my now wife is an attorney, which I've mentioned before. And I mentioned her. What if the ADA applied here? And <laughs> considering we had to walk a hundred stairs down from the road to get to our first hotel as we had to split our stay between two different hotels due to uh, some limited availability, we just kept thinking, like, what do you do if you have any sort of disability and you come here? You know, you mentioned Positano. I'm, I'm just imagining like this Italian feminine hygiene product. You're, you're you know, you got the commercial going <laughs> in your head <laughs> when, whenever you're trying to hide an embarrassing itch. Positano. <laughs> this, I mean, compared to some of the stuff that happened or, or you know, people that we ran into, let's say, uh, on our travels, I'm just going to be happy with the idea of there being hygiene products. <laughs> so, What, people don't take that. showers there? What? Uh, there's just every once in a while. You, I mean, if George Clinton is like the, you know, father of funk, uh, I don't know what, <laughs> what relative these people are. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say these people? <laughs> I, I don't know. Let's uh, probably not. Let's consult the Toronto Blue Jays and let them tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well played. You know, it's it's funny. You mentioned it's been what five months since we last did this. I forgot what episode this even is. I had to look it up. It's episode twenty-two. Uh, I've forgotten 22. how to. Yeah, I've forgotten how to contact the damn program. You can tweet us. At did that make air? You can also email us at dtmapodcast at gmail They still work. I checked, but. If you want to contact the program and tell us how much you didn't miss us after five months, hey, go for it. You know what I'm, I'm slightly concerned about only because I know it won't affect too many people is that if you've subscribed on iTunes like I have, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back in there and say, no, 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 no. I still do listen to this show even though I haven't in a while. Please keep updating. So <laughs> I'm not really sure how to get that message out to people. Uh yeah, because especially. They're have to go, yeah, they're not going to hear this. No, yeah. <laughs> Who's on first? Ah, we're always so great with timing. That's that's yep. what we built this program upon. What we do. Anyway, a uh, lot to catch up on, and we'll we'll do some of that during this program. We also have the big question coming back, and we started talking about this a little bit before we started making air, and so we'll bring it forward to the program. I pose this question to you off air. I'll pose it to you on air. Which movie is going to be dumber? Sex Tape, starring Jason Siegel and Cameron Diaz, or Tammy, starring Melissa McCarthy in every role she's ever done? I don't think that's very nice of you. I didn't mention this before. <laughs> uh, to be using this as a big question involving Melissa McCarthy, that's just oh, moving oh, towards oh, her right, weight. Right, considerable and, uh, question. I think you should be more <laughs> sensitive. Uh, but before we get into the big question, can I tell a story about a, a, a rather... Uh, uh, Insert uh, whatever preferred nice way of saying large woman um, traveling companion that I had on the way to Italy. So d did uh, I remind you of this by talking about Melissa McCarthy? Is, is, are, you, are you being size inconsiderate too? I mean, what's going on? Here? I was trying to be nice about it actually. I said that you could use whatever adjective you want to describe a larger woman. So it's up to you. I mean if you offended yourself with your choice of words, <laughs> that's your problem. On our flight from LAX to Frankfurt – 
uh, we had a uh, – I was sitting in the aisle. Uh, my wife was sitting in the middle seat, and then we had a companion sitting in the window seat named Cheryl. And Cheryl was a rather large lady who had trouble getting to her seat initially when we were boarding the plane. We, as we soon noticed when they did drink service, she could not bring down her tray the entire way because of her belly. She also travels with her own uh, seatbelt extender oh. for flights. Oh, wow. Um, I'm, this is not a, any sort of fat shaming, you know, anything of that nature. I just this this does it's something that matters a little later uh, in this story. And later on in the flight, probably about seven eight hours in, uh, my wife and I both went uh, got up and went to a little. Uh, space in the center of the plane to wait for the restroom and stretch our legs a little bit. Uh, and Cheryl got up as well with us, so we let her go to the restroom first because she would have to go back to the seat first. And as she went back to our row, we kind of looked back and saw her look like she was having some trouble getting in the, into the row. And then it looked like she sat down in my seat for a second and then got back up. And when I got back to my seat, I found out that my Bose headphones uh, were now disconnected. At one of the ears. Uh-oh. Uh, and we asked her when we got back, we said, Cheryl, did you, uh, did you happen to sit down on my seat, maybe? No. Well, uh, Cheryl, you know, from the, we could kind of see that you looked like you, you, well, maybe for a second, I'm sure that I didn't break your headphones, though. Okay. Um, did anything else get on the seat? Is there any other way that... <laughs> It's like I, I I see what you're you're going for, Cheryl. But um, and she felt bad about it. We didn't really want to make a a, a huge deal about it um, because you know I think she was a little embarrassed about what had happened and you know the fact that she couldn't really maneuver through our row. But um, man, that was a uh, that was very frustrating. Um, I managed to lose uh, one. Well, that that pair of headphones were broken, and then another pair of headphones were actually. Uh, accidentally thrown out uh, by the cleaning staff of our hotel rooms. So it was, it basically, if you brought headphones, or if I brought headphones with me, then they didn't return in working condition uh, on our honeymoon. So now that you mentioned Rotund Melissa McCarthy, that did bring that story to mind. So I'm sorry for that little detour. As far as your actual question, though, Brian, uh, I would say that I would rather see uh, the movie Sex Tape. Uh, and the reason that I mentioned before, and then you stopped me, uh, said save it for the air was that that the Cameron Diaz does do her first scene in this movie and I'm not saying that that's a reason to see the movie I'm just saying that that would be like I am curious enough to see what that looks like versus watching Melissa McCarthy you know talk about how great clam chatter is at a strip club apparently from one of the commercials that's about all I've gotten from that movie um I I really think that we might have covered this ground with her before as well. So I, I don't I don't know. I don't think we need to check that one out. So what if I told you that there would be a Melissa McCarthy nude scene and a Cameron Diaz nude scene? Would that change your opinion at all? Which one you'd rather I've, see? You know, I think um, I saw the movie about <laughs> Schmidt um, not long after I had finished college, and um, it really kind of sent me into a funk uh, for about a week. I'll let you draw your own conclusions as to why and why I might have brought that up in this circumstance. Was it a George Clinton-style funk, though? Uh, oh, man. Um, maybe like a side project of his. Not Parliament <laughs> Funkadelic, but like a side project. So not not like uh, playing in PCU-type funk, then? No. 
No, not a raging house party where the you know the womenists and Jerrytown all came. Yeah. By the way, if you listen to this program and have not seen PCU, you probably don't understand about sixty-five to sixty-eight percent of our humor. Right. I mean, come on. It had Jeremy Piven when he sort of still had some of his real hair, and it had the guy who was the blind dude in uh, Becker. So that's cool. And uh, John Favreau looking uh, rather hefty himself. Playing gutter, so that's exciting. So, so wait, you went with the blind dude in Becker versus the uh, tag-along dude in Swingers, for your reference? <laughs> I thought you'd be more abused than I just brought up that he was in Becker. <laughs> Do you watch that at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on WGN while you play shuffleboard? Is that, is that what your deal is? No, all I've learned about Becker <laughs> was from uh, Butter's Future Self in that one South Park. <laughs> I never thought we would have a Becker reference on this program, and yet there it is. What a terrible program. Yeah, so um, about the the movie, first of all, let me just say, when one of the better-reviewed movies of the summer is 22 Jump Street, it gets 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. That tells you pretty much everything you need to know about summer movies, but this movie, one of the reviews for Tammy that I, I found the most hilarious... It says, this is from Dan Geyer of the Daily Herald in Illinois. It says, here, the jokes hit with the accuracy of bullets in a Michael Bay movie. Wow. Um, <laughs> and it's not like Michael Bay's re- most recent effort has been all that well received either. Uh, no, not so much. <laughs> but, um, people really have actually been taking time uh, on Facebook and writing lengthy takedowns of it as their status going, look... <laughs> I don't want to get too far into this, but, and then they can't help themselves and just rant. And I think that that tells you enough about that movie. I mean, all I got to say, Brian, about the state of movies right now is it was uh, very warm here in San Diego the day before I'd gone to the beach, gotten a little more color than I planned on. Probably wouldn't have been a great idea to be outside in the sun again. So I had a little bit of sunburn working and we thought, hey, maybe we should go see a movie. It'd be great. Just, you know, low key not sweat for a while, be in some air conditioning, you know, all those kind of things. And when we started looking at the options, we quickly decided that would not be something we could be doing with our evening. (laughs) There was nothing out there. And that's, that was the scary thing. It's like, the best thing that looks like it's out right now is 22 jumps. Oh God. What happened? The last movie I saw in the theater was Anchorman 2. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you, but the last thing I saw in the theater was Gravity in 3D. And that's one of those movies where I see people watching it on a plane or something. What's the point? (laughs) (laughs) It kills two hours. Yeah, well, (laughs) you know what I'm saying. I mean, the whole catch of that movie is it's beautifully done and shot and, you know, all of it. Anyway, and then before that, I think the last one I saw was Ted. Uh, which, um, you know, that's embarrassing, but, you know, it happens. But I was telling you that if we could take Melissa McCarthy and maybe put her in a movie where she plays a wacky fat lady in a buddy cop comedy or a road trip movie, I think I'd go. Don't you? I mean, it's like we haven't done this before. Yeah, I would see, be fresh material. I'm thinking back to when Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah did a buddy cop movie, and I'm thinking that's a good place for her to end up in a remake of that movie. Does anyone else want to remind, uh, like, the general public that Jimmy Fallon did that movie once? Could we get? Could we stop the Jimmy Fallon train from chugging down the tracks with that? Well, I mean, we're too busy watching, uh, you know, songs played with schoolyard instruments and 
and uh, you know stupid mashups of Brian Williams performing rap songs and whatever whatever other crap that he comes up with to make himself go viral. Yeah. I, I still am just so amused every time people reference late night TV anymore. Just wondering what are you, I mean, do you not have DVRs? You can watch good programming whenever you want because you can choose what you want to watch at any time. You don't have to watch late night TV anymore. Well, I mean, there are still some people who watch via an antenna. I'm sure, you know, all five of you. Hmm. Really? Well, yeah, I mean, there were probably some people who had to get those little digital converter boxes. You remember those things? And you talk about feeling old. Good no. God. Those were, what, four years ago now? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, that's, yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, Just I, crazy yeah, that I, you don't have cable. I give up uh, on society, folks. If if, uh, if we remember that those converter boxes were, what, four years ago or something like that? And right. Just think, you know, some... Low bit, low rent comic will be on. I love the 2010s, and I said this the other day, talking about those converter boxes and talking about our obsession with the song "Happy." Couldn't get away from that thing in Italy, man. It was really everywhere, and uh, <laughs> that was pretty amusing. As we were on our, uh, we were traveling from Rome to Positano. The car we were riding in. The driver had put it to an English-speaking music station. And one of the songs of the summer, uh, at least according to the charts, but one that I've been trying to avoid uh, as much as possible is the song Rude by Magic. Oh, God. And uh, guess what was like the third or fourth song to come on? Rude by Magic. (laughs) Even when we travel to a completely different continent, can't get away from it. Well, the thing that makes me the angriest about the song Happy, which, by the way, that, that broke since we were last on air, too. Happy wasn't even a thing when we were last on air, but no. that's, that should tell you something. I went to a baseball game over the weekend, and they have this little thing. And th- granted, this is you know summer collegiate wood bat baseball. It's not exactly you know the major leagues or anything. But they have a thing where they have kids line up on one foul line and chase the mascot all the way across to the other foul line between innings. And they started playing Happy, and usually you'd figure, okay, you're going to get 30 seconds of this song or something like that while the kids run across the field. Well, uh, not in this case, because you had kids who were running and falling. You had kids who were trying to crawl across the field. You had you know kids that had to be picked up by their parents. So the entire damn song played. And I'm just like, okay, that's it. I've heard enough of this. I, I've gotten by for a month or so without hearing this song, and now I come here, and you people can't even run across the field the right way, and so now I get subjected to this thing again. I, um, again, uh, people wonder why I haven't been listening to the radio very much in the last however many years, and <laughs> I think you kind of have your answer just summed up right there. I'm very disappointed in Guitar World magazine. By the way, um, I, I feel like all of a sudden, despite subscribing to your magazine and not renewing that subscription, you can stop sending me the uh, pieces of mail. Thanks. <laughs> you tabbed out happy in your last issue. Oh, God. Seriously? Seriously. Jeez. They have four or five songs a month, you know, and you get get a couple interesting ones each month. Maybe even not stuff that I'm at all capable of playing. But two of the songs this month were the theme from Game of Thrones, which was slightly amusing, although completely useless, and then Happy. And then I started looking through the back issues, which have all been sitting in this basket um, to the right of the entertainment center in our living room. And I noticed (laughs) that a few months prior, 
that they had tabbed out Get Lucky. Oh, jeez. And I want to know why. All you do is write articles about metal. Actually, I've seen worse. I saw a tab, and, and I was reminded of this because the one of the local news stations in our market bumps in and out of breaks with this song. But I actually saw a tab for Royals in a guitar magazine. I'm just going to take a breath. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to try to calm down. And then we're just going to move on as if that didn't even happen because I just don't – I can't keep my mind in that kind of place, Brian, and be a happy guy. Yeah, so as for um, my, my thoughts on sex tape versus Tammy really quickly, and Please. we'll probably forget that these things ever were discussed on this program, but I'm one of those strange people who actually watched How I Met Your Mother. I'm afraid to admit that, although I have several friends who watched it, so maybe I can find a nice support group or something. But uh, Jason Siegel just horrendously mailed it in the last few years of that series. I think most of them did. But I've not seen him in much of anything funny outside of that, except for Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And uh, I'm, I'm not all that excited about his ability to carry a, a movie as the comic lead again. You know, when you see the, the commercial all the time, it's like, Siri, how do you give CPR to a dog? And then the dog attacks him. It's like, whoa, who didn't see that oh. coming? Wacky. Oh, slapstick. Oh my humor. gosh, he just yells goal because they put that joke in because they knew this would be coming out during the World Cup. Yeah. The or hit. something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean just when when you hear about movies, the funniest part of the movie was the trailer, and even the trailer is stupid. Uh that's that's pretty telling. But I I will go to a couple of things that Rex Reed, the iconic movie critic, said about Tammy, and then I'll let everybody make their own decision. I think really this is a matter of whether you'd rather get Punched in the nuts or shot in the nuts, as far as your your preference, but I'm going to go punched because you can recover. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you don't have that embarrassing hole there either. But uh, <laughs> Rex Reed says in his lead graph, he says Tammy is not just a celebration of everything vulgar and stupid and the dumbing down of American movies. It's a rambling, pointless, and labored attempt to cash in on Miss McCarthy's fan base without respect for any audience with a collective IQ of ten, and it's about as funny as a liver transplant. I didn't know liver trans. Oh, I get it now. Um, <laughs> if we needed more evidence, I think would be the right word that American cinema is not in a great place right now. Well, I don't know world cinema for that matter. Do you remember the article that I forwarded you this morning saying that trans the most recent Transformers film is about to become the highest grossing film in Chinese history? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen yeah. the first one. I can't imagine seeing the second one. Um, I did see the first Transformers, the Shia LaBeouf, uh, Megan Fox. What I, I, it was not good. I don't remember it very well. I just remember thinking, you know, I don't really need to check that out. On the flight back uh, from Italy, from Frankfurt to San Francisco, I was on a very old United plane. By the way, United, you can go screw yourselves. You guys suck. Um, <laughs> We're on an old United plane where you didn't have the personal monitors in front of you, which I thought were a completely standard issue for any sort of long-haul flight these days. Um, the first movie that they started showing was the new Captain America movie. And, uh, nope, didn't bite on that one. It had no <laughs> nothing to do, nowhere to go, and still was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass. This podcast brought to you by American Airlines because United sucks. <laughs> Do they suck? <laughs> I'm just in this weird space now. I don't really know what to do because I've already accumulated. I was running through this. I've already accumulated 
uh, 75% of, you know, miles that I need to get, you know, some sort of United status, which will give me some benefits in trying to turn in my miles, which would help us go on some international trips, which is the whole point of playing the miles game. And, you know, now they've managed to completely piss us both off, uh, me and my wife, that is, to the point where we really don't want to fly their airline anymore. So it's a tough spot to be in. What do you do, Brian? Well, I was just going to ask you, you had a little bit of a tweet exchange with them as you were traveling back, and, and uh, mm. you can you can cover that briefly if you wish. Well, that was the thing that was really disappointing. By the way, did we sufficiently cover the uh, the uh, hefty question? Well, I, I have one more thing to add to it, but please okay. tell, the, tell the story of the tweet war first. So we weren't real happy with our United flight. There were a few things that happened. I'll try to run through them quickly. First of all, our flight from Naples to uh, Frankfurt was delayed, and uh, that was delayed thanks to Lufthansa for seemingly no reason, but at least we stood in line the entire time we were delayed for. Thanks for announcing that it was delayed. That was cool. So we get in. We're about 45 minutes late. We only had had about an hour 20 or so for an international connection, um, and we had to go through some customs again and do a nice brisk walk and light jog through some different terminals of the Frankfurt airport to get to our gate uh, about 10 minutes after the boarding time that's listed on our boarding pass. So I go in line to try to get some snacks, water, stuff like that is we're, uh, you know, we've got a little, you know, we're, we're glistening as the ladies like to say about themselves. <laughs> and uh, Sami starts waving from the gate saying, come on over here. So I leave line without getting any products or snacks or anything of the sort. And we get on the plane because they'd said, oh, yeah, your boarding group is up. You need to get on the plane. Well, turns out we had about 40 more minutes to get on the plane. So that was, <laughs> first of all, like, thank, thank you for that, United. Second of all, uh, we get on the plane. We're, we're sweating lightly at this point. We're both thirsty. And we ask the flight attendant if we have some water. And uh, they bring us a little, you know, thimble-sized cup of water. And we ring the call button again and say, look, we just have a bottle of water. You know, we didn't have a chance to buy any. We, we, our connection was late. We explain ourselves. And they're like, we're, we're sorry. We're not allowed to do that. But I'll bring you another cup. We're like, all right, we're going to be asking you all the time. They're like, okay, well, that's fine. So about five minutes later, they give a bottle of water to this uh, girl sitting across the aisle from us. So we ring the call button and say, I'd like a bottle of water, please. And they said, oh, we can't give you one. I said, except you can give her one. And they said, oh, she's a flight attendant. <laughs> Jeez. So a flight attendant, uh, let me make sure that I understand this. You guys understand that your rules are complete crap. So when you guys have to fly your own airline, you just don't follow your own rules? That, yeah, okay. But she's flying as a passenger, so she gets different rules. That's totally fair. So then there's that. Then there's the fact that United also missed the fact that my wife is uh, not does not do well with the gluten. So we requested a gluten-free meal for her. They did not get this either direction. So we were not very happy about that either. Then there was just the general rudeness of the flight attendants as they were acting like they were doing us a favor, that they were even searching for other food for her, even though they were the ones that messed up the meal request from us. You know, the fact that the Star Alliance airline had a late connection and we weren't able to get food for her. All of these things, they just generally were rude and didn't really listen. As she said, look, I can't really have dairy either. And yes, that's, you know, in case you don't remember, she's quite handicapped in what she can eat, which wasn't as big of a problem in Italy as you'd think. Is they're actually really knowledgeable about being gluten-free there, which wow. was kind of amazing. Who knew? But anyway, um, so just general rudeness. And she said, look, I'm, uh, I'm dairy-free as well. I can't have dairy. Uh, and they brought her a cheese plate. As part of her revised <laughs> dinner, which is like, thank you. You guys are really listening here. Um, 
And then, of course, you know, like I mentioned, they had the the, the very weak uh, entertainment options. So between all this, we're just like, look, this is a terrible international flight. And we're two hours into it. So I started tweeting United, and I said, uh, hey, United, thanks for the worst international flight I've ever been on. And we're two hours in, signed a Mileage Plus member, which got no response. And then I said a, a, a tweet to Chrissy Teigen, uh, the, the supermodel who has many, many followers and has tweeted before about how bad United is. And I said, just found out that United – Charges for drinks on international flights during our flight. How are my wife and I supposed to cope? Now, Chrissy Teigen did not respond, but United responded to the message that I sent at Chrissy Teigen, but not to the one saying that it was the worst international flight I had ever been on. (laughs) So at this point, they asked me to send a direct message, and I did, and they just said, all they just said was, but soft drinks are complimentary. Look in the back of your magazine for a complete list of beverages. <laughs> so at this point, they asked what was wrong, and I said, look, it's far too much for me to put into one, 140 characters. So they sent me a form to fill out, to which I did fill out as deta- in detailed fashion as I could, um, to find out that it is going to take 14 to 21 days to get a response from their customer service team. <laughs> so about as long as it takes you to fly, it's going to take them to respond. Yeah, it's uh, disappointing to say the least. I think that's a very kind way to describe it. I, I really want to like United uh, because uh, after Southwest, they are the second busiest airline out of San Diego. So just from a purely convenience factor it would be nice to be able to fly their airline and rack up some miles that would be good for international use which is why i wouldn't be doing uh flying southwest everywhere because you know as annoying as southwest can be they're a whole lot more on time than the united they do have international flights now though or they're starting okay but that's to the caribbean i'm talking about i'd like to go to asia i'd like to go to europe those are more what i consider the international destinations we checked out the caribbean it's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. We'll burn some through through some of our Southwest points to go there. But, you know, I think you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that sounds like the most first first world problem ever. It's like, yeah, I love the Caribbean and, you know, the, the beaches are nice and the blue water is beautiful, but it's not Asia. <laughs> yes, I understand exactly what you're saying. But with the idea that we might want to start a family in the next few years, you can't really take you can't really drag a baby off to Asia. Oh, yeah, true enough. That, see, that's that's the thing, too. And I, I kind of. Knowing you as being a world traveler and, and uh, you know, with your previous gig and gig for earlier this year, which is why we haven't been on in five months, uh, right. you, you've kind of become a fairly professional traveler. But for, for those, of, those, of, uh, th- those of you who are listening to the program, the Did That Make Air Tip of the Week, if you really want to get something accomplished, you have to do one of two things. You either have to, one, uh, mention a supermodel in your tweets, or two, Tweet a picture of a female with an airplane and a very inappropriate body part. I thought that was a great move by U.S. Airways. I mean, from flying their airline, that's more or less what I expect from them every time I fly anyway. is just trying to stick it to you. But, I, you know, they took it to a whole literal level. I was thinking a little more around back than around front, but whatever. <laughs> I, I, I told you, too, about – and this this is also something that happened while we were off air – uh, I traveled to Las Vegas, and traveling back, there were a group of Asian passengers coming back. I'm not sure what their descent was, but I can fairly comfortably say Asian passengers, and that's... Sure. You know, but 
they they were having a hard time understanding English, and that's fair because if I were in their country, I wouldn't understand their language either. And I'm not going to tease them for it or anything. It's just you know it's a language barrier, and they weren't understanding the instructions from the gate agent. So she figured that the way to get her point across was to yell at them as loudly as she could and start making wild gestures because that always works. Right. When you don't speak the same language as person, what you do is you speak slower and much more loudly. Exactly. That and always that works. gets your point across. It always works. And so I, uh, I also sent a tweet and said that it wouldn't be a U.S. Airways flight without uh, a rude gate agent and somebody who, who looked like they didn't like their job or something like that. And I got a response back saying, we're sorry you had to experience that. And I'm like, I've had to experience that for the last 15 years of flying your airline. This isn't just a one-time thing. Yeah, that's And that's really – and if, if anyone has any suggestions for this, I'm truly uh, soliciting advice. But who do people enjoy flying these days? Good question. I've I've heard a lot of good things about Virgin America. Of course, you know, I, I can't fly them because they don't fly out of Charlotte, but a lot of people like the airlines that don't fly here, Virgin, JetBlue, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, you've flown Virgin, you can comment upon it. I I thought Virgin was good. Uh, at the same time, the the problem with this is I, I didn't care for JetBlue very much. My experience with them was not awesome, uh and I was disappointed that I wasted, you know, a flight for a cross-country flight on them. But the the thing that um that I that you know Virgin's great. It has comfortable seats. It's got good entertainment. It's got the little mood lighting that some people really like. But they don't have a wide enough uh, variety of flights for me to be able to really bank miles and get free tickets, which is what I'm really trying to do because I have plenty of business travel. And you know, if we can go ahead and alleviate the cost of an international plane ticket, why not, right? But you know, so you're looking at major carriers where you're able to take advantage of some sort of alliance, like with Star Alliance. You're like, oh, I can fly Lufthansa and not have to deal with actually United operated flights. I mean, which one was the better one? We had Lufthansa, where the drinks were free, had good entertainment, you know, good service, all those kinds of things, and then United, which completely failed on all those fronts on the way back. So, I'm American. But they merged with U.S. Airways, and yeah. does that stink, like, automatically get on – not like American was great to begin with, but – Yeah, see, I flew on a couple of what were supposed to have been American flights after the merger, and they were both awful. So I'm not really sure where to turn with uh, my employer's airfare dollar. Bring back Northwest Airlines. <laughs> you remember that? TWA, maybe? Pan Am? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Value Jet? Yeah. Oh, maybe <laughs> oh not them. too maybe. soon. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> the uh, the other thing I was going to mention, by the way, to tie up the the movie question, there were sixteen movies that made a million dollars or more last weekend, and I'll tell you what those movies are. I won't tell you the totals, but I'll just tell you what those movies are in order of sixteen to one. Uh, Snowpiercer, whatever that is. Begin again. Uh, again, I have no idea what that is. Uh, mm-hmm. Chef, and not the South Park character. The the John Favreau movie, I think, uh, maybe. Uh, X Men: Days of Future Past. Okay. Uh, These I've paid so little attention to movies over the last however many months that I'm just going. I'm waiting to have really heard of one. <laughs> I assume the X Men one came out several months ago and is just limping along to its exit from theaters. Uh, yeah, it was on its seventh week on the on the. Uh, on the charts, it's made two hundred twenty-seven million one hundred thirteen thousand one hundred twenty-nine dollars. The budget was two hundred million. I was going to say the studio is probably not happy with this. No, no. They're probably counting on what international grossing and you know people buying. Do people buy DVDs still? Um, yeah, 
uh, still, I mean, I, I don't think that people have gotten to the full download adoption model yet. Although I've tried a couple of the, you know, video services. Uh, oh, what's the one that starts with a V? The... <laughs> this is terrible that I'm forgetting. Vulu? Voodoo, voodoo. Yeah, I've, I've tried voodoo, where, where you can save movies to your, you know, your tablet or your laptop just said or whatever. Vulu with a V. Vulu it wasn't very good. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Vulu. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like uh, I like voodoo, but I don't think people have fully adopted that. So yeah, DVDs are still a thing. Huh? Yeah, I can't actually remember the last DVD I bought. Well, if if you're still looking for your local unwashed masses, you can find the one or two used DVD stores left in your city and go find them there. I also can't think of a movie that's come out in the last few years that I thought, you know what, I'm going to need to watch that more than once. Uh, see, I was kind of that way on, on Anchorman 2 at first, and then I it wasn't nearly as good as the first one, I didn't think. I still haven't seen it. so uh, Well, see it once, and then you can probably write it off after that. You know, you can probably find most of the story through pictures online. Maybe like some of the ones that were tweeted during the soccer game today about this escalated quickly. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And you know, now that I look at this, I think the next movie is one you've heard of. The next movie that made a million dollars or more. Uh, the Fault mm-hmm. in Our Stars. Right, yeah. I heard there was it was based on a book. <laughs> Lots of people crying in that movie. Yep. Uh, America? America? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Edge of Tomorrow, whatever that is. Which, by the way, uh, the total gross on that movie ninety million eight hundred eighty-seven thousand four hundred ninety dollars. The the budget one hundred seventy-eight million. Perfect. So I assume that Edge of Tomorrow was like the alternate title uh, that they decided to go with instead of the End of the Day. <laughs> it sounds like one of the uh, the new fall shows in the CW is what it sounds like. CW. <laughs> That's, is that still a thing? It is actually. Oh, <laughs> It's yeah. it's kept Rachel Bilson's career alive for the last five years. Is she still a thing? Uh, yeah, yes, she is. She. I feel like this is basically me being reintroduced to a lot of things after uh, you know, it's like coming up for air after uh, four months, as I spent three <laughs> months on the road. Uh, I spent three months on the road uh, covering uh, the Dodgers uh, and working for Sportsnet LA, which uh, don't worry, I know no one could see our product. And then <laughs> I saw it. Uh, yeah, you could have crossed the country, but no one in L.A. can. So that's yeah. that's um, perfect. And then uh, got married and then went uh, on our honeymoon to Italy. So and then there were a couple weeks in there where basically all we were doing was getting ready for our wedding. So as far as stuff that was going on, I was not very plugged in at all. But by, by the way, uh, one one thing about Rachel Bilson, she starred in the least believable role ever. She was a love interest for Zach Braff in The Last Kiss. Right. Um, okay, she originally sold him like a plaid shirt or something with like a wacky slogan on it. I don't like how is that how they met in the movie or? I remember when she sold me a Tegan and Sarah CD. Nice. <laughs> the that's rest actually, was just that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> no, she uh, she looks considerably better than she ever has now. But that's that's a whole other thing. Um, other movies that made over a million dollars. Think like a man too. Because we needed a second one of those. Gosh, I mean, I'm glad that uh, you know Romani Malco is working, <laughs> but um, I I think we might be reaching the saturation point for Kevin Hart yeah, as Kev- if we didn't about two years ago. <laughs> Kevin Hart, the Ti of movies. 
Unbelievable, man. I mean, strike while the iron's hot for sure. But <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's see what else made it over a million dollars. Uh, Jersey Boys, the Clint Eastwood movie about Frankie uh, Valley in the Four Seasons. Uh, Maleficent, whatever that is. Uh, Earth to Echo in its first week. Still don't really know what that is. I, I just know it's either. for the kids. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2. Also for the kids, I hear. Yeah. Uh, Deliver Us from Evil. Okay. I, yeah. No idea what that's about. Uh, zombie movie, I think. Uh, oh. 22 Jump Street. I've, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've seen that there are jokes in the preview. <laughs> um, you know what? The first one, I, I got I to gotta say, like as much as we've been ripping on it, the first one was, was you know, it was it had some laughs in it. You didn't you didn't agree? Really? I thought there were some parts that were kind of funny. I thought the thing about the explosions was kind of funny and you know there were some other amusing lines, but I mean, I'm not saying it was a classic or anything. Well, the the thing that kind of threw me off, I kept watching it waiting for Ice Cube to turn around in his minivan and scream at his kids and it kind of jarred me that he didn't. <laughs> Are we there yet? <laughs> Still. Uh just I mean, does that doesn't you know while we were in Positano, uh, we'd stop every once in a while, look around at our setting, and just remind ourselves, like, wow, this is a really remarkable place we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyone ever watch Ice Cube's, Ice Cube's movies now and just have that moment where they think, wow, you used to be in NWA singing F the Police. Um, what happened? See, to me, his movie career ended after Boys in the Hood. Well, actually, I take that back. Friday. Uh, I'll grant you Friday. Uh, what about next Friday? Uh, Mike what about Friday after next? <laughs> what about the, the like a month full of Fridays or whatever they call the <laughs> one that probably hasn't been made yet? <laughs> Friday six. Yeah. <laughs> what if they they're going to start combining <laughs> the Friday uh, you know franchise with Friday the Thirteenth? <laughs> and they're going to have, like, is that going to be the final one? Is that how they're going to end it? Friday 13, the 13th. I mean, does that just, like, because of the genre of comedy uh, involving our African-American friends, does that mean no one lives in the horror movie? I don't know how this works, Brian. Is like, we have genres that are crossing over here. I don't know. if Are there still rules like that? It's Friday again, y'all, and this time Craig gets a job. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just wrong. <laughs> Um, let's see. Did Paula Dean's people ask you to say that? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so, yeah, Paula Dean might end up in an episode title of this program. Another thing I never thought would happen. But <laughs> yeah. Um, Tammy made $21,577,049. How? How is that possible, people? I uh, understand it's a numbers game and there are a lot of people in this country, but how is that possible? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. As you can None. tell, I did not. I was not aware of that number at all, and I'm still not really believing that number. Even though I, I don't doubt you, but yet I still don't believe it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, uh... it, for more examples of stuff that's happened with films over the last few months, someone showed me during my travel said, "You really got to watch this extended trailer for A Million Ways to Die in the West. It's so funny." Oh God. And I got about 20 seconds into it and thought, how much? Oh, it's 2.20 left. It's the, oh boy. Oh, gosh. And it was really awkward because the person was sitting next to me on a, a bus uh, to from plane to our hotel uh, while I was watching it. 
and um, trying to sort of squeak out a few fake laughs during that 220, that was a challenge. I feel like the acting for that might have been better than Tammy. That movie has been on the on the uh, charts for six weeks now. It's made forty two million two hundred sixty four thousand seven hundred five dollars. Is Seth Mc, is Seth MacFarlane still a thing? Uh, apparently, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like we we I don't know. I kind of moved on from from Seth MacFarlane a, a bit ago, um, and that you know sounded creepy the way that that was phrased. <laughs> but you know, whatever. <laughs> Sounds like a Taylor Swift song. Uh, (laughs) By the way, we don't have enough time to cover this on this program, but for those of you who are really just not getting enough Taylor Swift, check out her op-ed recently about the state of current music. Uh, You will want to stab yourself shortly thereafter. Mm -hmm. Promise you. Right. The uh, the number one movie this weekend, you've already mentioned it, Transformers Age of Extinction, uh, $37,050,185. Now, if I'm not mistaken... (laughs) Uh, you know, I, I, I think T.J. Miller is pretty amusing. Yes. Um, and he is in this movie, and I'm glad that he gets a check out of it. And that's about the only redeeming thing that I can really think of. Um, it's just... I don't know. I, I'm sure that there are all kinds of good movies that I am not aware of or just have not seen, or maybe my attention span is so completely shot that I just don't bother watching enough movies anymore I, I don't know i don't know what the deal is but um i just you know every time i think hey let's go to the movies i look at what's out i think that sounds terrible all of it <laughs> and then quickly move on to trying to figure out something else to do now that you mentioned moving on and finding other things to do uh we're going to debut a segment and really, you'll you'll find out why it's a debut segment, because we haven't had a five-month vacation in the history of this program. But while we're gone, you know that we, we love to talk about morons in Florida, man, et cetera, et cetera, on this program. Well, sure. there, were, there were a lot of morons that decided to make themselves known while we were gone, and we didn't really get to clown on them all that much. So what we're going to do here is we're going to kind of play back the answering machine messages of all the stupid people that took place while we were gone. Now, it's not going to be, you know, that long of a segment or anything. We're just going to kind of give you the overall gist of what happened. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give Ed the the right, the full ability to tell me to continue with a story or to make his comment and then we move on. Mm. He is completely in control here. So, so scary. Um, do we want to start with the oldest first or the newest first? Uh, let's work our way to current. Okay, so we'll start with the oldest the, first. first. Uh, Dateline Minneapolis. This happened right after our last program. An 84-year-old man is charged with shooting and killing his son after a dispute over the son paying to install cable television in the house, according to charges filed in March. Well, I'm going to get away from the story because it involves some shooting. <laughs> so like... Yeah. Whoa. Uh, oh God. Yeah, that's 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 a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> Dateline Arlington, Virginia, this in April. For better or worse is a vow some married couples don't take seriously, but not in Arlington, Virginia, where a drunk, naked wife rushed to the aid of her husband at the county jail. I actually have a lot of questions about this one. <laughs> uh, first of all, you're drunk and naked while you're in jail or while you're at the jail? <laughs> she was at the jail. 
She was at the jail. Mm-hmm. How did she rush to her husband if he's in the jail? How um, did she get to him? <laughs> that seems like a lack of security. Yeah, you'd think. Uh, this is the the way that it shook out. And again, we'll we'll go through in kind of a quick fashion. This is a short story anyway. Mm-hmm. Maura Fussell showed up at the Arlington Magistrate's Office at about 11 p.m., and this was last Saturday, five months ago, or three months ago, whatever. She was there to see her husband, who'd been arrested earlier in the day on unspecified charges in Clarendon. Fassell, 26, was drunk, completely naked, and refused to get dressed or leave in a cab, police said. The Washington Post reported that she was at the Shamrock Crawl earlier in the day, which is Arlington's largest bar crawl. It was held from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m., and though police were not certain the woman was a pub crawler, anyone who was in Clarendon that afternoon was participating one way or the other. She was arrested on indecent exposure and public drunk charges and held until sober and clothed. Do you you think that there's any... (laughs) I mean, all I can think, though, is that if the police are generally short on their arrest quota, ticket quota, whatever thing that you know, we know is true, but probably, but you know, the police will tell us doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Do they organize pub crawls that last seven hours? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I just see this as an easy way for them to go ahead and get those numbers up. Seven hours worth of drinking <laughs> starting at two o'clock. Someone's going to need a nap, which is an easy arrest for drunk in public. Or they're going to get naked like this lady, which is another easy arrest. Or whatever that guy did that's unspecified, you know, peeing (laughs) on someone's lawn as you walk to the next bar or whatever you're doing. I'm just saying, man, like, do you see the conspiracy theory here? Because I do. Yeah, it's it's almost as though they're, you know, trying to entrap people into going out and getting hammered. I was going to say un-American, but it's actually completely American. (laughs) We, uh, we had a story four months ago on how much it costs to propose at every Major League Baseball stadium. Your dignity? <laughs> Next. Um, there, just really quickly, there are, fi- there are five teams that do not allow wedding proposals at their ballpark. Of course, the Blue Jays are one of them because Canada. The, uh, the Angels, the Royals, Orioles, and Mets are the other four. Well, you know what? Uh, I mean, that's one thing that they got right about City Field now, so good for them. <laughs> because why would you want to take the attention away from that great product on the field? Whew. Oh, but that's... Or that great ballpark that they got. Yeah, but then again, that's a sports sports show that we're not doing right now. So. Right, exactly. Uh, the, the least expensive, the Pittsburgh Pirates, at $39. There are, let's see, do some quick math, <laughs> my... Uh, yeah, thirty nine bucks. So somehow that's just amusing to me. Is the Yinzers are probably just like thirty nine bucks. I could ask you to get. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know how else I'm going to get on the jumbotron. <laughs> See now, if you get the thirty nine dollar package, you probably get a free Jason Grilly jersey with it when you uh, when you oh, buy perfect. that. Perfect. Now the question that I have is, how much does it cost for that same proposal to Steelers game? I guarantee you, it's like six times the price. <laughs> a box of ammunition and oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> There are seven teams, I have to do my quick communications major math, which fails me frequently. There are seven teams that will allow you to propose for under $100 along with the Pirates. The uh, Braves, Rockies, and Reds are $50 each. $50 in the rock pile. Uh, The Padres and White Sox are $55 each. Maybe that's how the Padres get money for players. And uh, the Tigers and A's are $75 and $85 respectively. 
You know, I just want to say one quick thing about the Friar as, uh, you know, I don't work on their telecasts anymore. Sure. Um, but I still am all on the PR lists. And <laughs> as they've been searching for their new general manager, um, and I know that this is not something that's uh, – I shouldn't say I know anything because I haven't talked to anyone over there in quite a while. Uh, so I've been a little busy. But I've been getting these PR emails saying Padres interview GM candidate every time that they interview someone. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I need to, you know, verify this because it's completely ridiculous. The last one was for Billy Epler. Okay. Uh, and then I, I'm just trying to make sure that I find all of these because I want to see how many I've gotten. Uh, so far, I've, I've gotten three, at least that I can find, that I haven't deleted. And there's definitely a chance I may have. Uh, let's see, Larry Beinfest, uh, Logan White, and Billy Epler. So the the fact that there have been at least three emails sent out by the Padres just talking about people that they have interviewed, uh, I think is pretty amusing. They're trying to make a big show out of the fact that they're interviewing people for their GM job. Well, the, the A's, too, I have to wonder about, because if you pay 85 bucks, do you have to pay the extra 10 or $15 not to have sewage back up in the middle of your proposal? <laughs> well put. You never know what's going to happen <laughs> at the, uh, the Coliseum. Uh, it's a great place. Uh, I got to play uh, a baseball game there when I was younger, and it's great to be able to say that I was able to play in a major league ballpark. But, um, you know, I mean, that's there's some sort of, uh, you know, comparison that I'm sure you could make that's like insert something else embarrassing or it used to seem a whole lot more cool, right? <laughs> something, yes. Something. <laughs> I'll come up with it eventually. Yeah, we'll insert that later. <laughs> Maybe by the time we do episode 23 and yep. however well, many months. I mean, you know, <laughs> podcast editing is a very competitive field. The, um, the, the most expensive ballpark, by the way, the Dodgers, $2,500 to propose at Dodger Stadium. Um, Your silence is telling. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm trying to be diplomatic about it, considering the last people I work for. But at the same time, uh, I assume that that's mostly parking. <laughs> that's probably mostly parking, like a good parking space, parking and security. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. On to the next story. This from, from early May, and again, we're we're just for those of you who are tuning in late to a recorded program. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're kind hard. of, yeah, we're, uh, Good we're taking, you. how'd you do that? Yeah. You've, you've invented time travel. We're taking a, uh, a quick spin through some of the moron if you stories. you have invented time travel, can you tweet us? Yes, please. Thank Pre you. Preferably from about, uh, oh, maybe two months from now. That would be awesome. Perfect. But, uh, we're, we're going back through some of the moron stories that happened while we were off air. And what we're doing is we're just going through them briefly and we decide if we want to continue or not. In some cases we do and some we don't. But it's also to save time. Uh, this from Boynton Beach, Florida. An elderly Florida man was tasered after he tried to make a very slow getaway following an alleged bank robbery in Boynton Beach. What does a very slow getaway entail? I must know. <laughs> uh, this is a fairly short story, so I'll just read through it quickly. Uh, Russell Cooper was at a PNC bank attempting to withdraw money when he became increasingly agitated after a manager told him a consistent lack of funds had led his account to be closed. The 77-year-old then pulled a pocket knife and demanded the manager help him get the $130 he'd requested. After getting the money, Cooper attempted to escape using his walker while, <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> while, no. hold, while holding the manager at knife point. Oh, man. That, uh, oh, that's uh, just... <laughs> 
Police arrived on the scene and told Cooper to drop the knife. Quote, I'm not dropping it. I'm going to stick it in your effing gut. I'm going to stab you if you don't shoot me, unquote, Cooper allegedly said, according to CBS 12 television. While Cooper continued to argue with the officer, a second officer approached him from behind and tasered him. He was taken to Palm Beach County Jail and charged with armed robbery and kidnapping. Well, I mean, now that you've read me the news story, I don't have to see the uh, really, you know, film noir version of Bad Grandpa that's coming out in a few months. So that's cool. Uh, I also would like to know what ATM around will just be like, you know what, 130 bucks, No problem. <laughs> 130 Not 120 but 130 The uh, The question I would ask, though, if he's trying to get away on a walker, you know, the tennis balls on the walker, do they conduct right. electricity? I don't believe so. I don't, I don't think so. That's a, a question for those of you who listen to the program. If you know, please tweet us or email us and tell us. Uh, moving on, this from late May, this in South Carolina, I'm so proud to say, a 33-year-old Williamsburg County woman was arrested on charges that she threatened to shoot down a Mount Pleasant Burger King because of a stale Cinnabon roll, the police said. She planned to shoot it down? That's what she said. That's just so puzzling. I'm trying to picture how many shots would you need to make that building fall down? That takes me back to like some Sega Genesis <laughs> type game where you just walk up with a machine gun to a building and then you just empty it. Like every bit of ammo you have in the building would fall down. You know what I'm talking about? That would seem like a maybe a Mercenaries 2 kind of move. It's a Robert Rodriguez you know? film is what it is. Perfect. Yeah, even better. <laughs> even better. Another movie I didn't see. To, uh, to, um, to answer your question... Uh, witnesses told the police that a woman argued with Burger King employees because her cinnamon bun wasn't fresh around 7 p.m. that Tuesday. The unhappy customer offered to shoot everyone inside. An incident report stated, quote, I'm going to shoot down the place, unquote, the woman also said, according to the report. You know, I think that it shows just another example of how our country is not as great as it once was and really falling behind that. I mean, if you can't get a fresh cinnamon bun at 7 p.m. in the evening, uh, you know, you can't get fresh what's normally a breakfast pastry uh, in the middle of, uh, you know, what would be the dinner rush. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with our country, Brian. But, uh, Hashtag you know. first world problems. It's sad. <laughs> On to another Florida story. Claiming that he was lost and being chased by wild hogs, a Florida man dialed 911 for help just before 2 a.m. late in late May and was immediately arrested for having an active warrant for driving with a suspended or revoked driver's license. Uh, was he playing an old version of NCAA football against the Razorbacks? <laughs> I just figure that's probably what that means, but chased by wild hogs, right? <laughs> or maybe Melissa McCarthy was running after him. Maybe. Um, <laughs> anyway. Was she on a jet ski, maybe? I don't know. I think I saw that in one of the previews. It looked fantastic. No, by the way, we, we are not uh, into fat shaming on this program. I, I will freely admit I could probably lose a couple myself. It's it's just we we're tying the program together. You see, that's that's what professional broadcasters do. Yeah, um, I mean, leading up to my wedding, I was having salad pretty much every night. Uh, actually, this was this was while we're talking about questions, I will bring this up. My friend John uh, did ask me if I was going for the uh, weight cut, as if I were trying to, uh, you know, take part in a UFC fight in the coming weeks, or if I was going with the weight gain so I could look better. After the photos come out, <laughs> See, <laughs> which I thought was a, a hilarious, hilarious idea. Uh, I, of course, was going for the weight cut uh, because, they're, you know, but 
Yeah, now that I'm back from uh, you know several months on the road and wedding and honeymoon, you can guess that that eating well probably wasn't the biggest priority for me after a while. Yeah. So I, I too am trying to lose a few as I, uh, you know, as we head into the middle of summer, um, and maybe by the time that you know summer's gone and people aren't going to the beach as much, I have to add the as much for San Diego. Uh, then you know, then then it would be a time for me to actually go there and not feel uh, slightly unsure of myself. I, I was going to ask if you had to slim down to fit in your gown again, <laughs> but <laughs> nicely played. <laughs> this uh, this story came out just before we had Hurricane Arthur come through recently. Uh, people don't take hurricanes as seriously if they have a feminine name, and the consequences are deadly. Finds a new groundbreaking study. <laughs> What? That's uh, that's so sweet. People don't take hurricanes as seriously if they don't have a name that what? It, female, Let me make sure I got this right. If, if they have a feminine name, they don't take hurricanes as seriously. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. it says female named storms have historically killed more because people neither consider them risk as risky nor take the same precautions. The study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of, of Sciences concludes. Dirt cut it. It's got a chick name. We don't have to evacuate. <laughs> Is that what people are saying? That's that's amazing. <laughs> that's, uh, in fact, very scary. But, uh, you know, the fact that uh, we just judge everything uh, on the surface now, it seems like. It's got a chick name. Don't have to worry about it. Good. And then it closes by saying the difference in death rates between genders was even more pronounced when comparing strongly masculine names versus strongly feminine ones, quote, our model suggests that changing a severe hurricane's name from Charlie to Eloise could nearly triple its death toll, unquote, the study says. So if you think that it's going to be the biggest hurricane of the year, do you start naming it, like, Hercules or <laughs> you know, like something of that nature? I mean, do you start naming them with two names now, like... Um, Dwayne Johnson. Oh wait, he's playing Hercules. This is all coming together in a terrible way. Like I want to see that movie. I don't want to see any movies anymore, Brian. I think I've made that clear. Why don't you have any hurricanes named Buddy Lee anymore? Yeah, but well, that would be a scary name, and uh, I think that would probably make sure that everyone gets the safety immediately, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> we've missed him. We have to bring him back. Absolutely. Um, a story from June. A Malaysian man who ordered a penis enlarger online was stunned when the device was delivered. Uh. The device was a magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> to add insult to injury, the the product came with an instruction that would at least prevent the man from causing injury to himself. It read, do not use in sunlight. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, there's got to be some sort of joke about not really reading the description of the product. I would want a picture of said product Didn't before I ordered fine print. anything. <laughs> Uh, off the internets, um, there are just so many, so many questions you have. Uh, mainly, who has gotten the most enjoyment out of this story? I think that the clear answer is the people who sold this magnifying glass to the gentleman, <laughs> is they are laughing their butts off as soon as they got this guy's money. <laughs> the victim of an elaborate scam, which cost him the equivalent of one hundred pounds for a five-pound magnifier. <laughs> has been named only as Ong, the chairman of Malaysia's Customer Complaints Bureau, Mr. Sari Michael Chong, told the Star newspaper, quote, as you can imagine, he's feeling rather disgruntled, unquote, said Mr. Chong. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is just... That's kind of incredible. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> we, we continue. We have a few minutes left in the program. We continue. Uh, Lakeland, Florida, this from about a month and a half ago. Sheriff's deputies say a Lakeland man faces domestic battery charges after hitting his brother with marijuana plants from their yard. <laughs> okay, well, obviously you're good enough about growing them that they've gotten big enough to feel like you can use them as a weapon. Sure, sure. Uh, se- second, which state is this from again? Florida. I don't think there's a a law legalizing the marijuana in any way in that state, is there? Uh, there is not. There's not. I don't no. believe there's a medicinal. So uh, did did the police, I assume, get involved in this in this matter? Uh, yes. Uh, one, of, one of the brothers was arrested on charges that included domestic battery, cultivation of marijuana, and possession of marijuana over 20 grams. And, and uh, the, the other bit that I'll give you about this story, uh, Jackie Brown, whose brother Rodney Brown was the one hitting him, told Polk County Sheriff's deputies his brother uprooted, uprooted several cannabis plants in varying lengths up to three feet and started hitting him in the face with them. Perfect. Perfect. Hitting them in the face. Um, I'm guessing that the person who did this was not high at the time as they were expending physical <laughs> effort. Right? Probably. Yeah. Because, you know, all, all, those, all those people who are high on weed, they, they go out and do bad things and ruin society. Right. They're very active people. Most of the time <laughs> you see someone jogging, uh, it's probably because they're stoned. There was a uh, Craigslist ad that happened while we were out. Uh, it was selling a Skywalker trampoline with enclosure for $350. That's, you know, that's one thing. But the actual title says, My Kids Suck. <laughs> okay. So the, the text very quickly, this is a small ad and won't take up too much of our time, thankfully. They begged, pleaded, told me how they'd use it every day. How our house would become the place to hang out. We had a hot tub and a basketball court and a fire pit and a hammock. But if we had this, well, we'd be rock stars. Plus, since I messed up their lives by moving them here in middle school, I owed them at least this much. God, Dad. So I caved, and I bought it, and I built it, and that first night they jumped. Then I watched from my window as the summer turned to fall, and the fall turned to winter, and the flurries came down, and the snowmen went up, and the rain came down, and the flowers came up, and spring turned to summer, and I watched even still from the window, waiting, just waiting, for someone, anyone, to use that damn trampoline even once more. Oh, please, please, just once. My kids suck. So after two years of sitting in my window staring out like a creepy old neighbor, I'm selling it to make room for gardenias or tomato plants or a stockade jail to house three grumpy teenagers. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> That's pretty well written. <laughs> what, uh, what area is this from? Uh, Wellesley, Massachusetts. Wellesley, Massachusetts. Yeah. Well, um, you have a basketball court, a hot tub, and a hammock, and your kids honestly convinced you that if they had the trampoline then they would be able to that would be the place to hang out uh, yeah i i don't wow know. that's apparently it's a very uh affluent area if if your place is not already the place to hang out with a basketball court <laughs> no, you, you have your own basketball court and it's, people are just like you know i don't really like going there dude all you've got is a basketball court i've got a basketball court and the and one hype guy <laughs> totally <laughs> that would be fantastic. My my dad uh, pays is him that by what the he hour. Does when they're not on tour, <laughs> the professor. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's, you know, I already talked, we've, we've talked before, so I mean, over the last however many years about how it would be great to have that guy do my wedding. (laughs) And unfortunately that (laughs) ship has sailed. So Andres can't too bad. (laughs) It's too bad. Um, also, while we were gone, a BBC documentary called The Girl Who Talked D- to Dolphins shed a light on the bizarre nature of an experiment which was conducted on the American Virgin Islands in 1965, and they were doing some research that dolphins could be taught to speak English. It says the research was odd to begin with, but took a very unusual turn when Peter the Bottlenose Dolphin became sexually interested in his teacher, Margaret Howe. This sounds like some uh, – the premise of this experiment, let's see if we can teach a dolphin to speak English, sounds like something that the guy who is hitting his brother with marijuana plants would come up with. <laughs> let's just put it that way. <laughs> that's the, the most colossal screwing by a dolphin since week 17 of last year. <laughs> oh, did I say uh, that? Yeah. Well, it's good to see that we're getting – You know, now that we're here – the start of July, we've already started seeing power rankings of NFL teams coming out <laughs> for the upcoming year. <laughs> we uh, we have three more stories that we wanted to give you as we wind down the program as far as whether we wanted to continue or just go by the lead of them. This happened a month and a half ago. A 73-year-old New York man has been charged in connection with the beating of a 92-year-old man in a Madison, New Jersey <laughs> nursing home. Okay, look, these Robert De Niro movies are really getting out of control. Like, we don't need any more movies where he's trying to be a fighter. I mean, Raging Bull is fantastic and all. And I know that Kevin Hart's got a deal for about 11,000 pictures with someone right now, but this is not cool. I mean, I thought we covered this topic already, Brian, about movies, and we tried to move on to other stories. (laughs) Officers found Richard Zabo, 73, sitting naked in a wheelchair outside the room of victim John Foster, 92, police said. This doesn't even sound like a good script. (laughs) (laughs) Sylvester Stallone found beaten outside of his nursing room home. (sighs) Um, Dateline Oconee County, Georgia. This from earlier in the week. A man was arrested in Oconee County Wednesday after he claimed his dog drove him to the store. (laughs) Go on. Uh, Oconee County Sheriff Sergeant Partan said he responded to a call about a dog locked in a car at Bell's Food Store near Butler's Crossing. <laughs> it sounds like when we're talking about Butler's Crossing, they should have the Duke Boys car jumping in midair and pausing while Waylon Jennings talks about how there's about to be trouble in Butler Crossing. Well put. <laughs> the, uh, the outside temperature registered at 99 degrees and the internal temperature of the car, which was measured with a handheld thermometer, was 123 degrees. Partain, or Partan, rather, said a can of gasoline in the vehicle reeked and described the smell as stifling. The driver of the car, Wesley Mark Terrell, age 60, of Creekshore Drive, told Partan that his dog drove him to Bell's to buy some corn. According to the sheriff, Terrell appeared to be highly intoxicated. Partan arrested Terrell and charged him with animal cruelty and DUI. Uh, there are a couple things I'd like to know. First of all, would things have been different if we were able to get the dog one of those special towels, the Enduracool towels? <laughs> Since we were measuring, uh, we were measuring temperature outside and inside. One one of those cans of the AC Pro or whatever, <laughs> you spray it into the engine, That's and all the of a sudden, the most make sure ridiculous AC part of that. The guy walks around with a freaking, te- uh, you know, <laughs> the thermometer. My arm is eighty bad degrees. <laughs> this towel. 59. Um, 
And I also love the part where Dwayne Wade just talks about it just allows you to focus. It's just cool around my head. Um, the other thing is I wanted to know, did Mr. Terrell end up sexting anyone while his dog was baking in the car? Oh, God, we can only hope. Because uh, then hope. He's still, if he didn't, then he's still not as bad a person as that dude. <laughs> Awful human being you are, sir. <laughs> so... We have two final stories to cover. We can go to Florida or we can go to Minnesota first. Your call. Uh, let's save Florida for the finale because okay. it's going to, I mean, if it, I, I'm hoping it involves a gator. Um, no, although it involves <sighs> a woman who looks like a gator. So Close perfect. Um, so the woman from something about Mary's in our last story, but we'll save that for a moment. <laughs> Dateline, Minneapolis bar. Louie located in uptown Minneapolis. I've been to the one in Denver, by the way, it's a chain. Uh, posted, it is. posted a dress code that some angry locals feel is specifically targeting African-Americans. Okay. The band clothes include flat bill hats, large chains, excessively baggy clothing, sleeveless undershirts, athletic apparel, and sports jerseys, unless collared. So you can wear an Italy soccer jersey? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. It's a polo shirt, dude. Of, yeah. I was, I, well, I was just trying to think of another team that had a collar on their jerseys, and that was the first one that came to mind. Um, but, wow. All right. Um, I mean, I guess you can feel targeted if you want um, but instead of that, what if you just said business casual? Well, I mean, would that offend people? Now you have smart casual and smart business and business casual and, and you know, whatever dress codes annoy me. I, well, I agree. I don't like dress codes in general. Um, but if you just said business casual attire preferred or something like that, would that go over better than listing all of the things that were listed? <laughs> and and the other thing too is when you started off with flat brim hats, I was wondering is that a, so you know is that targeting African Americans or like the metal militia people? <laughs> it's targeting Dallas Braden, people that would have been you know happy to be drinking Monster Energy drink when people still drink <laughs> energy drinks. Do they still drink energy drinks? Yes, they do. Yes, oh, really? they do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See. I still had to laugh talking about dress codes when you see Jurgen Klinsmann on the sidelines in an untucked polo and a pair of pants, and I'm thinking to myself, he would have fit in in any press box in America. Yeah. No, uh, well, I mean, you know, had he been in the press box for a few years, you can guess he'd be needing a bigger-sized pant. Well, sure. <laughs> it's like you're sitting there watching it, and you're like, I wear untucked polos to work, too. I feel just yeah. like him. He's one of me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did like the way that Jurgen would switch shirts at halftime if he didn't feel like the game was going well, which yeah. happened in two straight group stage games. Um, about about that Bar Louie story, I, I'd forgotten to mention this. Um, local resident Michelle Horvitz said that Bar Louie, quote, might as well just say no black folks allowed. Minnesota might be the nicest, cleanest, healthiest state in America, but we have huge issues as far as segregation, racism, and systematic oppression, unquote, Horvitz added. Do you find it interesting that they found a non-African-American person to be quoted for this story? Well, keep listening to the other people they found. Another local, uh -huh. Sean Tierney, said that what Bar Louie is doing is, quote, total, total racial profiling, unquote. And finally, Imani Vincent, an African-American wearing a collared shirt, chimed in as well. Of course, they had to mention that Imani Vincent was wearing a collared shirt. Uh, quote, if you do not want African-Americans to frequent your establishment, then you should just say that. Uh, Vincent called for a boycott, saying we should hurt them in the pockets, unquote. And then they closed by saying the policy is only strictly enforced from nine to close and was instituted by the corporate office. 
you know, I, I'm kind of a mixed feelings about this. I mean, if you want to say, you know, you're trying to encourage people to make this a more upscale establishment, that's all fine. I, I mean, I don't know. Do you really feel like they're, they're targeting African-Americans by making this dress code? Or are you just like, hey, if I want to sit down to have a, a nicer dinner, I'd prefer that it's not a sun's out, guns out, tank top kind of place. Well, I'll, I'll say this, and this is not necessarily trying to make light of, of it or anything, but I've, I've seen this at a lot of nightclubs where most of their clientele is african-american and i've i've been in those clubs i'm not ashamed to say that but a lot of times you'll see where they say you know no no athletic jerseys no baggy pants no you know uncollared shirts or whatever they they say that stuff there too and i'm not saying that it's right either way but i i don't know that it's necessarily as bad as it seems but it doesn't really seem to be uh the best planned thing it's not super welcoming i'll definitely give them that yeah exactly and uh them meaning anyone who's who's opposed to that, not not trying to. You know. <laughs> uh, finally, Dateline Naples, Florida. Uh, you and I both go to the beach quite a bit, and, and we sure. get, and we get kind of annoyed by people there from time to time. You know, people are not very considerate about their personal mm-hmm. space or whatever. Right. Uh, Naples police arrested a 35 year old woman accused of punching another woman who accidentally got her wet while rinsing off a beach chair at a public shower. <laughs> 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 so she was close enough to the shower that the water deflected off of this chair and onto the woman. Now, this couldn't have been more than a few feet away from this shower area. No, it couldn't have been. So, did... I don't... How did you not consider that you might... We've got a lot to work through. We're going to have to hear the rest of the story. The uh, the victim said the suspect later identified as Heather Rowland, hit her in the back of the head with a closed fist, pushed her into the shower stall, and said, quote... If it happens again, you will have a knife in your face, unquote. How nice of her. Maybe, uh, maybe she's one of those metal militia people. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, oh, can I ask a question, though, from the sure. last story I mentioned? Sure. Ask it. How did, how did uh, our, our, our African-American collared shirt friend spell collared? Uh, it, was, it was not Adam Jones writing the copy. Okay. By the way, if you've, if you've not seen that, we're not, we're not intentionally being hateful. Google Adam Jones. And collared shirt, C O L O A R D. The story should still be out there. Yeah, I would hope that the Pac Man Jones uh, misspelled poster is what we're talking about. It really yes. is not. It, yeah, I, actually, I'm glad you made that clear. That probably could have been really <laughs> misconstrued. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not racist. We promise. Yeah, we're making fun of morons. Yes, like Adam Jones. <laughs> we don't. We don't have prejudice against anybody except for stupid black man. Yeah. Uh, the victim was in fear and apologized to Roland as she hurried to her vehicle to leave the area. After taking the victim's report, officers were dispatched to an unrelated call at a nearby 7-Eleven where a woman, identified as Roland, was asking for money. Roland also matched the victim's description of the woman who battered her. A photo lineup was then constructed with five women with similar descriptions, and the victim identified Roland as the person who hit her. Based on Roland's prior convictions, Roland is being charged with felony battery. And uh, I just so happen to have the mug, so I'm, I'm going to mm. play the, uh, the, the game that we normally play on this program, where I, I send Ed the mug, he's not seen it, and we're going to get Ed's live reaction to the mug while on air, even though this is a recorded program. Well, it's live to tape. Yeah. All right, it's loaded, and we're going to go ahead and click over to this tab on the browser, and whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> wow! Um, um, how would you describe this woman for the, for the benefit of our listeners who can't see uh, her? Well, first of all, it looks like, um, I, geez, <laughs> there, there has been some 
there's been a lot of tanning going on. Yeah, yeah. A lot of tanning. When I made the joke about the woman from Something About Mary, all of a sudden <laughs> I don't feel like it was that far off now. Uh, that can't be her real hair unless no. it's just not been washed long enough that it's been matted down that much, which would be explained why she was so mad about being wet, I guess, because she hasn't maybe mixed in a shower piece in a while for herself. <laughs> She's just walked by showers and figured, you know what, I'm good. It's like you just get in the vicinity and it's done, right? That's You don't actually have to get under the water. Um, uh, she also looks stunned at the idea of a camera. She looks very surprised by the camera. Well, they I didn't. Did they not give her a three, two, one <laughs> conviction or something like that? You I, know, when she's getting her mug done? Or... I, I think that usually when whenever there's a camera around, usually there's some night vision goggles or, you know, a, a paid uh, crew on hand or something right. like that. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Maybe just kind of took her by surprise a little bit. Right. She doesn't look like. Um... <laughs> she'd be able to put a whole lot of weight behind the punch. She looks, she looks pretty skinny, uh, judging from the, the freaking juddiness of her neck. I see. I was going to call Adam's Veins apple sticking out. Um, yeah, I'm seeing Adam's apple. Wow. That's uh that's a stunner. I really, I mean, Hmm. It's too bad that you guys can't see this. We'll have to post it somewhere for you. It's special. <laughs> Boy, isn't that a way to end the program coming Natural back? Natural-looking hair color, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, and don't forget the the super hot bleached eyebrows too. Hadn't noticed those because there were enough <laughs> other things to distract me from the complete lack of eyebrows that I saw. Wow. <laughs> oh boy, that's a stunner. That stopped me right in my tracks. It really did. Yeah, see, that's the best part of this program, ladies and gentlemen, is I, I don't show Ed the mugs before we actually do the stories. And, you know, it's been a while since we've been on air, and this story just so happened today. And I figured, well, this is a great time to play the guess the mug game, or whatever we want to call it. And, and boy, that's that's a hell of a way to come back after, after a uh, brief yeah. hiatus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whew. you know... Uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect from this program, and now I really don't know to to expect pretty much from the rest of the evening after just being jolted by that photo. <laughs> so uh, after after five months off the air, there it is. There is Did That Make Air, episode 22, and uh, wow, what a way to bring it back. We, we, had, totally. we had Becker references. We had Paula Dean references. We, we had bleached eyebrows. We had all kinds of stuff. In just a mm-hmm. short amount of time, and boy, aren't you glad you caught every second of this one? Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm definitely I'm happier uh, getting back on the air than getting uh, in the air with United. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> Thank you as always for tuning in. We'll try not to make it another five months before we're on air again. If you want to contact us at any point, you can do it via Twitter at Did That Make Air, also via email at dtmapodcast at gmail dot com. Again, dtmapodcast at gmail dot com. If you want to contact us, see our mugshots that we come up with or whatever else it is you want to see. And until we speak again, for Ed Barnes in the beautiful San Diego region, I'm Brian Wilmer in South Carolina, and at least you didn't have to see things that can't be unseen. And until the next episode, this has been Did That Make Air? No more Paula Dean references. We promise. We'll see you next time. And, uh, yeah, be well. Bye, y'all! <laughs>